0: Previously on the Tony Kornheiser show you reacted to what I wanted with disgust
1: yes with disgust, disgust.
0: because it's not it's not classy it's
1: no, not country
0: clubby not a,
1: that's not at all it's more just there's a shift in our relationship where you are now fully embracing and entering that Grandpa Tony roll <laughs> And now I'm beginning to see you as Ira And I'm about to I'm about to fire up the car Drive 45 minutes to go pick up some spices Spices, cumin is, is what he used to on? go 45 miles To get cumin which Slap a 20 on the counter Not in any
0: recipes <laughs> at all The Tony
2: Cornizer show is on
0: Now As Lyndon Johnson used to say It is with a heavy heart <laughs> That I talk about what I'm going to talk about now I'm going to get up I'm sitting down, I'm going to get up everybody else can talk for a second. I'm going
1: to model for my son what these socks... did. Hey, he before got we get me, to the socks, like. I can't believe you're coming after cumin. What, you don't make chili? Don't make enchiladas? Oh, yeah. Um, rice, <clears throat> uh, rice and beans? If I had a small thing of McCormick's
0: Human, it would last me for the rest of my life and other people's.
3: Oh, geez, as well. And this right is now, a question just, just for us. Talking. Have you
1: started to save the styrofoam meat no, packaging from the Safeway? No, my father <laughs> used to do that. He used to
0: he used to take the food out of the styrofoam. He would wash out the styrofoam and stack the styrofoam. And I said, Dad have you ever been to a supermarket where they're not packing these things in styrofoam? And he says, no, why? I said, because there's all the styrofoam you want all the days of your life. And then I would take the styrofoam, rip it down from a cabinet and throw it out. But now I'm going to do this. So Michael, take over the show.
1: Uh, All right, well, we are now going to have Dad model his uh, as-requested gold toe socks that he... picked these out. These are... uh, over the knee, is that
3: correct, Nigel? Over the knee, I think, would be an accurate way of All describing way, it. Look. All the way. He's oh, trying to pull his yes. jeans over his knee and he can't I, do it. And just to describe this, so uh, you, you just said this the other day. It's like he's playing baseball in 1935. Yes, where his dad described,
0: how would you say? Yeah. I'm wearing this <laughs> <sanitary Santis>. socks <laughs> right. under his.
3: Uh, yeah.
0: I, uh, I, I said I want them tire. Michael offered to get crew <clears throat> socks.
1: Standard cruise,
0: which are like you know halfway de- up your calf. Right? <clears throat> yes,
3: yeah. The way the he kids described them,
0: the way you described them, I just did not think they were large enough. Trust Golto. <laughs> Yesterday, I opened the package, and I could tell right away. Ooh, these were longer than I thought. (laughs) Now I like the fact that they're tube socks, that they are amorphous. Right. I mean you have no structure. You have some sense of of how to put them on because you want the gold toe on the toe. But that's the
3: only direction. Not on the
0: heel. That's all you put. Yeah, but it's not like
3: a fitted sock. And I
0: began to put them on and pull them up and and pull them up and pull them up and I went, Oh dear God. Yeah. I was wrong.
1: I was wrong. What do I do with them now? I'm wearing no. One you pair. now have to wear these for the next two years. Oh. Uh, step one, we I should can't. have realized the previous package came in a package of six, yes. a six right. pack, pretty right. standard when you're when you're picking up new socks. Right. This, as soon as you saw package of three, they're dealing with some extra material that they're trying to fit in there.
3: They're too <laughs> high. Would you like some stirrup socks to go they're with them? Too high. I some eye black.
1: I can only yeah. <laughs>
3: Lineup cards do. Yeah, I mean, no. you saw mine. That, that's no, exactly like mine. This is,
0: well, I look. I have these in compression socks, and you want them in compression socks. Yeah, you want them on your thigh if you can get them up there because that's yeah. the whole purpose of it. But these are not compression socks, and these are too big, and I can't wear these with anything other than long pants. Oh, if gosh, I attempted yeah. to wear these with shorts, although you do see people wearing these very high stocking like socks when they're
1: running or when they're working they're running tights or like a shooting sleeve yeah but this they're not
0: white like this they're not these are
1: for long long pants these are just the good news for you is that mm. your first guess about where to buy socks you can go to target today curbside you can say hi to your pharmacist we can get you a six pack of gold toe crew socks Crew, that's what I want. Crew, I was so And you'll so actually adamant. save like four bucks versus this medical grade three pack that I got. You I was so. I'm still adamant. waiting for reimbursement.
0: I was so adamant about this. Oh, I owe you. How much? Owe you, twenty bucks.
1: It's gone up to twenty five.
4: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> the vig is running? running. Yeah. All right. Let me get to something else. From Olivia Pfeiffer. Hi, Tony. My boyfriend Nick is a religious listener to your show. He walks around the house with noise-canceling headphones on and pretends he can't hear me to listen to you critique ads and talk about license plates and double speed. <laughs> this week, I was invited to be a video call-in guest for Andy Cohen's Watch What Happens Live show. I don't know what that is. I'm not overly familiar with that. I know Andy Cohen. All I know about him is that he's produced a number of shows that have been hits, and he's on with
3: Anderson Cooper on New Year's Eve. And oh, That's all I know about him. Usually... Like, overserved on New Year's Eve. Is that right? Well, He's yes. a, they they, a, that, There was a memo about yeah, that. that. <laughs> this the CNN this people can't be. They said, no, but, right. don't do this anymore. So it's to called Seacrest. Watch <laughs> What Happens Live. The casting Big agent.
0: Bravo star. And Olivia continues to write. The casting agent says, Andy loves Bravo super fan couples. I don't know what that is. And I asked my boyfriend to do it with me, and he said hard no, even though he watches Below Deck with me every night. I tried to explain that to me. This was like Tony giving him the opportunity to call into the Tony Kornheiser show. He said, if you can get Tony to tell me to do it, I will. So here I am shooting my shot. What do we think?
1: (laughs) Has to do it. Yes, absolutely. Do it for the marriage. And
0: you enjoy the show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it might be fun. And by the way, there's always the chance that if Nick hates it, and it's a live show; he can trash it beyond comprehension <laughs> yeah. and do something nobody's ever done. I mean, he holds the cards. Yes, I'll that, definitely, I'll, do all couples it.
1: have a show like yeah. this. This would be like if, I, if Liz and I could go on House Hunters. All right. So, oh, definitely, definitely great. do it. Right. Yes, I think. Come on, so.
0: Nick, you yeah. can do that. Yeah. I wanted to get to one other thing. There is a story in the Washington Post today about the sale of the Washington Nationals. And the spine of the story is that it now appears that they're not going to be sold outright 100%. That now they may be taking on partners. Now, these partners down the road may have the opportunity to buy the whole thing, but now they're taking on partners. And if I read this correctly, there's a line in the story that says what the Nats were hoping for with a full sale was $2.4 billion. $2.4 billion like the Mets got in 2020. Prior to that in 2019, the Kansas City Royals got $1 billion to sell. And in 2018, the Miami Marlins got $1.2 billion to sell. That's not that long ago. That's four years ago and five years ago, barely into five years because it's now only the middle of January. I I don't know much about money. I'm astonished by this. Are you telling me that the Phoenix Suns, the Phoenix Suns can go for $4 billion and you're hoping with a baseball team to get $2.4 $2.4 billion. Baseball has 162 hey, games scheduled in half
1: the year. Yeah. 81 it has, home games. it yeah. has
0: much larger facilities. The average attendance is much greater at a baseball team in the main than at a basketball team. Now I think the guy, I think his name is Matt Ibisha, the Michigan state kid who agreed to buy The Phoenix Suns for $4 billion. I think he's insane (laughs) to spend that much money. But I also thought that Steve Ballmer, for whom money is nothing. Money is meaningless to Steve Ballmer. I thought he was crazy to spend $2 billion 10 years ago on the Los Angeles Clippers. But at least you could say it's Los Angeles. uh, I don't know how this works. I assume this works because the national television contracts on baseball stink compared to the national television contracts from ESPN and Turner on basketball. But I don't know how we live in a world where the Phoenix Suns are worth $4 billion and the Washington Nationals are begging for $2.4 billion you have thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, I've actually got a, a lot of thoughts on this. I Don't. think one of it, you have to look at your own personal uh, portfolios and take a look at what your year to date has been, uh, not in the first two weeks here where you've seen a rebound in the markets, but take a look at how much uh, you know, your, your positions Last have gone year was down. brutal. Yeah, so if you're trying to turn some of that into cash to, say, buy a baseball team— that wouldn't have been a great time to get out uh, because you're just losing all that value. But you look at, say, the national TV contracts for basketball versus all the power in baseball seems to be in these local, behemoth local regional teams. networks. Local. We don't happen to own ours. That's right. It's a bad uh, deal. And it seems like it's this legal uh, wormhole that really there is no way out because of the concessions that Major League Baseball had to make to get a team here. You, so, you, people need to go back on this and understand it.
0: The Baltimore Orioles had the Washington market for a lot of years. Yeah. And 20 to 25% of their ticket base was in the Washington market. And you said to them, we're going to put a team in Washington 40 miles down the road, and you're going to lose all of that. So they said, then give us the TV deal. At the time, it seemed fair to me. Now, I don't know if it's fair in perpetuity. Yeah, I don't know about that because it's how many right. years now?
1: Yeah, you'd, you'd look at a, at an X amount of years for that. It's twenty you, years. The timing of that's yeah. also very problematic, just in the sense that the the Orioles have gone through a five or six year rebuild and all of a sudden yeah. have now a very exciting young team yeah they're yeah. pretty good uh, and I they're I mean, really let's say you go to, to MLB.com but and but take a look a... at projected future fun winners of the world series you're seeing the Orioles names a lot and they have young stars that you want to watch yeah yeah
3: but there they was a the catcher who's really yeah. good there was a long time when they were just dreadful though yes and nobody went to their games no not even people and they that could lived say they could take a picture of their stands
0: and they could say This is what you did to us. Yeah. They could take a picture of the Washington stands and their stands and say, you did this to us, and that's why we own this television network, this regional network. But they have to resolve this. And and again, I mean, somebody smarter than me, and there's only, I don't know, 14 billion people (laughs) who fit that category, can explain to me how the Phoenix Suns are worth $4
1: billion. I think you also have to take a look at the global picture as to what the NFL means, what the NBA means, and what Major League Baseball means. And looks at, look at the pockets around the world, uh, very rich pockets, that those leagues are uh, you know, having Basketball is to. a Basketball
0: is a, a worldwide and you, sport. And you
1: take a look yep. at, we always talk about the brotherhood of the NFL owners, take a look at what it means to be an owner of an NBA team. So you also have here in the last and not year. not even owners, they're just governors. Governors. You have the potential for... so f- phony. <laughs> That's so pretentious <laughs> and phony. I mean, think that about how often you're now having another baseball team up for sale. You're looking, you're going back five, six years for some of these numbers, and now all of a sudden you're like, well, Anaheim you're looking at you know what's always Happening in uh, the rest of the Well league. and NBA
0: teams are not up for sale Unless a ro- an owner is kicked out They're not people are Happy with the NBA teams
3: yeah They're happy I wonder how many Days of the year Wilbon spends In Arizona and if it's significantly More and that adds to the value it of might, the Suns. It might the Suns because you're going to get Wilbon showing up <laughs> and I Guess he's not showing up at the Nats no probably Not
0: Anyway, it I, I read it and I it was jaw dropping for me that's based stunning. on the Suns, but again I, that's the Suns thing. Maybe that's I want that to be an
1: anomaly, but maybe it isn't. I, I, I think that's maybe probably more likely that th- there's a lot of countries that support basketball in that way that have gobs and gobs of money. And then you look again, right. you look at the Nets and what they've done since that announcement made that we were looking for potential, you know, sales. They've or, lost every game they play. Every game, but <laughs> there's no sign that you're coming out of the bottom. And the no, no. NLEs now looks like it's a 10-year clock. If yeah. you take Gosh. Strasburg's contract and
0: Corbin's contract out of their payroll their payroll. You could take their payroll and go to Safeway and buy three weeks worth of groceries. Not even the discounted ice. cream. That's it, <laughs> right. right?
3: The discontinued two dollars yeah. and ninety seven cents seasonal Belgian chocolate chip. <laughs> it's really good. We got an emailer who found an even better deal on ice cream. Was thrilled because he knew how much how excited you would be. It's not okay. for, like, Turkey Hill, is it? No, right. I think it was haagen It was something like 94 cents for a pint or something like 94 that. 94 cents? Yeah, I mean, Somebody got... had eaten some of it already.
2: <laughs> you know. All right.
3: Yeah, that, that's what I worried about last night when I opened it.
0: I mean, it still had a, It had the cover and it had the, the plastic on yeah, it. I was, yeah, uh, did it have it, a little no. bit of
1: freezer burn? Already no, been
0: no, 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 it didn't. It was good. All right, um,
5: Jason Locke when we return. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Tony Kornheiser show.
0: Get up this is a song so called Get up. up that has nothing to do with Mike Greenberg up, and the get up era that we all now live in. This is written by and done by Washington DC singer-songwriter and bassist Eric Scott. Eric has released 5 albums of his own songs and toured internationally, sharing the stage with B.B. King, Mavis Staples, Pink Floyd's Roger Waters, and others. Ooh. The songs have been featured on ABC, Showtime, the WB, and on national ads for Ford, Chevy, and the D.C. Lottery. And Eric, Ronnie Newmeyer writes to us, will be one of 20 performers at the album tribute to Bruce Springsteen and Van Morrison tonight at the Birchmere. Tonight. If you don't have something to do tonight that requires you to do it, do this. Go to the Birchmere and watch this show. Tickets are available online. Or at the door. And Eric Scott is also a big D.C. sports fan. He's played a lot of shows before games at the bullpen at Nationals Park and at FedEx Field. That's nice. Again, this is called Get Up. It plays in Jason Locke and Fora. Um, I, I wanted to start with this because we talked about it yesterday on PTI. That three different dog teams, the Denver Broncos, the Arizona Cardinals, and the Houston Texans, have received permission to talk to Sean Payton, which doesn't necessarily mean Sean Payton wants to talk to them. But do you read anything into these interviews with Sean Payton?
6: Well, I think everyone, for obvious reasons, would want an audience with him. Uh, The way the NFL rules work. And they've added a couple of layers to the interviewing process this year in terms of now what teams are required to do to interview coordinators, they've moved the timing of when you can and can't interview people around. So there's a limited window right now. Um, And he, you know, as long as he's not on air with Fox, he's someone who has way more flexibility and availability. So if you want an audience with Sean Payton, now's the time to get it. But um, Sean Payton isn't in any hurry because he knows as well as I know that the Chargers, the Dolphins, the Cowboys – by Monday morning, one or more of those jobs could be open as well. So, you know, it's kind of the way the the process of the dance and there's various machinations. And again, the rules can be um, a little bit difficult to follow, again, especially this year where it's the first year of um, more levels and layers added to how you have to proceed But there's also a very good chance that, and I wrote about this weeks ago at the Washington Post, that Sean Payton looks at this entire field and says,
0: says, I'll wait. So this is what I wanted to get to. Sean Payton is a likely Hall of Fame coach. He wins 63% of his games. He's got a winning record in the playoffs. He makes quarterbacks better, at least he did with Drew Brees. So that if you were, for example, Denver and you had a small quarterback like Russell Wilson who stunk this year, regardless of what Wilbon says, pinning all of it on the coach, not all of it goes to the coach. No, Some of it goes to Russell Wilson. You would want Sean Payton because you're stuck with Russell Wilson for four more years. And Sean Payton has made a quarterback like that work. But this is the question. Does Sean Payton want ownership? And I don't mean for him to own it, but ownership that is cooperative with him. Does he want location? Does he want control? Do we know what Sean Payton wants, Jason?
6: Yeah, I think all of the above matters. I mean he you, you you laid out his credentials. Um he's set apart from this field. Yes. He'd he'd set apart he'd be set apart from the from the rest of the field in almost any coaching cycle. So that absolutely gives him the luxury for he's got the power of no for a multitude of reasons. And, yeah, the more boxes you can check, the better. Do any of these and um, check all of them? No. There's some that come closer than others. Uh, and also the Rams. I should have put the Rams in that category. Because we about don't before. know. With three yeah. other jobs, there's yeah. likely to be. Of those four now, I think at least two open up by this time certainly by this time next week, probably sooner. Um, but what does he want? He he wants uh, an ownership that is passionate about giving him all the resources he needs and also very passionate about staying out of the way. That's yeah. what he had in, in New Orleans, um, especially when the transition went from Tom Benson to Gail Benson. So that's important. He's going to want the ability to bring in his own uh, Football operations staff, likely to be headed by Jeff Ireland, former GM in this league. And um, Ryan Pace, a former GM in this league. And so he's going to want that. He's going to want final authority over the important decisions in that building. Um, and then, yeah, location, sure. Um, existing uh, assets, yeah. Quarterback, absolutely. Yeah. Quarterback's probably much higher on that or at least a path to a generational quarterback. Um, the one that I feel like is the sleeper in all this is Houston. It checks a fair amount of those boxes. And, and Houston, and Now and again, they'd have to blow out Nick Casario, the GM. And to this point, the owner said, I'm not doing that. But those things tend to change, especially when you can get someone like Sean Payton. Um, I think they check a fair amount of those boxes. And even if he wanted to punt on this year's quarterback class, I know he's infatuated um, with the kid at USC. Caleb Williams. Yeah, yeah, and he's right there in South Carol, uh, South California- Southern California, and I'm sure he's seen him play a bunch of times. And you know that owner's been willing to tank for so long that even if there's a plan where you uh, assess some of the roster this year, you maybe trade down a little bit to get more assets for next year to try to put yourself in the best position to get him. You know that wouldn't stun me either.
0: Um, uh, let let me yeah, let me get to get two these
6: jobs like <clears throat> Miami. You know the Chargers. Um, I think they would they would be on a little bit of a different tier for him.
0: All right. I'm going to do two very specific questions. One with Houston. Um, their ownership was so awful in yeah, the he's Deshaun. Hmm?
6: He's, a, he's been a clown to this point. That yeah, the in the Deshaun
0: like Watson there. thing. I, I, I don't. You know, I would be me personally. I'd be very leery of them. But you're saying Miami. This rookie coach at Miami, he graduated from Yale. He's a great talker. When Tua was healthy, they won every single game. He's going to get canned?
6: Well, you know, you have to look at the owner there. I mean, he, he lost a first-round pick trying to tamper to get
0: that's right Brady.
6: Brady and Sean Payton. Right Now I can get them. Now it's not for free because you're going to have to give up picks for Sean Payton. Right. But that's negotiable. You can push that into the future. I mean, Stephen Ross, this is someone who put a secession plan in place Five, five or six years ago, and then has had to tear it up. Like that's how long he's been thinking about the end game, and then he tore it up because right. of the tampering situation. And but like he knows that this is not for long for him. And if all those other pieces are in place, and I can go from you know this this young smart head coach to this proven winner, and I can bring the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL with him, and I know that Sean Payton will help me identify the guy to replace Brady in a year or two. I, I think the allure okay. of that would be very significant. And if Sean okay. Payton's looking at win immediately propositions, yeah. that, that was already a playoff team despite the quarterback situation. Um, they gotta build up the defense, but yeah, I, I think that that's certainly something to keep an wow. eye on next week.
0: Uh, that that's stunner to me. Let me go stay with coaching for a second. Jim Harbaugh, who um Whenever there's a rumor about Jim Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh has started the rumor. Yeah. He knows how to place these things. He's an unbelievable narcissist. He also, his record in the NFL is stunning. It's like 47 and 20. It's unbelievable. Is he a serious candidate in the NFL?
6: Uh, I think it's Indianapolis or bust for him. I I mean, he's someone who, you you know, if he wants to talk to you about your job, you will Listen um I, it, it requires an uh, an inordinate amount of sort of mental uh energy to work with him on a daily basis. It's going to be a grind. He's going to be very demanding. Yes. He's going to be wildly aloof at times. He's going to point the finger at anybody other than him when it does get a little rough like there there's there's a lot that goes on there. um the style of offense he wants to play. Um, it, it's, you know, it's kind of a throwback. Um, I don't know, man. And he's going to want, like champagne. he's going to want all that other stuff, except I don't know that he's a, as good as all, at all that other stuff, including right. developing quarterbacks and especially the personnel side. So, like, is it possible? Yeah. I think it was very telling in Minnesota last year when they went through that whole process with him and was like... Now we want the young up and coming. You know what I mean? We want to go didn't with offer. a completely different culture yeah. than that. We just had that with Zimmer on the defensive side of the ball. You know, we're, we're, we need we need to exhale here. We, we need a little bit of, of space. So I, I think him and Ursay, again, they go way back. I don't know who else Ursay's going to get. Who's got anything close to Harbaugh's record? Um, and I can, I just I'm working on a little pet theory. Like if that happened, I could see him putting the band together with Greg Roman, who's going to get fired in Baltimore five seconds after their season ends, and then they trade for Justin Fields and yeah. put Justin Fields on that turf in a dome playing hardball ball, running the Kaepernick offense for him. And it could be actually kind of interesting.
0: I like that theory. Um, let me get to something very close to home for you, Lamar Jackson. Um, oh, it's over. The reason, it's over. The reason that you want Lamar Jackson, if you're Baltimore, is because in the games that he's missed, they've averaged 12 points. It's awful. It's, you cannot win. Even though they've won a couple of games, it's awful. The reason you don't want him is because you may not trust him anymore. You may think that he's made a business decision to hang you out to dry and not play in the playoffs for you. Those things are competing with one another. Every day I see John Harbaugh being asked about this question, he says, we want him, we want him, we want mm-hmm. him but they don't have them. they didn't they could have had him other people Dak yep. Prescott got, got money Kyler Murray got money Lamar Jackson's better than them yep. why has this not happened
6: the owner hasn't want to pay him what he wants and this all goes back to when Josh Allen got signed and they were not evaluating him anywhere close to Josh Allen at that time well they weren't I mean contractually they they weren't they weren't thinking of him in those terms and then The Allen deal happened, and everything I've reported from that point on is that they still never really got close. And then, you know, they they took a gamble, and the gamble blew up in their face because, of course, the quarterback market went bonkers since then. Um, People knew it would, and then the Deshaun Watson thing happened, and now the specter of fully guaranteed contracts, you know, not just for a couple of years like Kirk Cousins, but for, you know, a multitude of years while the guy still has an existing contract that's only a few years old. That put it over the top, and the owner don't, wants nothing to do with that sort of contract structure. He's barely said a word in five years, but you can find him documented whining and crying about Deshaun Watson's contract publicly. So that's it, and, you know, win me a Super Bowl, kid, and maybe I'll think about paying you. So and he's gone. Know. If they win a Super Bowl, it's not going to be with him. Um, and any time you let something fester like that and you have a talent of this magnitude – And he's playing for a contract that he's had nothing to do with. He has never gotten one penny more than what the collective bargaining agreement laid out his first five years could possibly be. Like, that's it. Like, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, no extra incentives, no extra bonuses, no sweetening the pot. And he's the MVP. Nothing. And there's a litany of players who have done nothing compared to him, whose teams have continually bent over backwards for them to placate them and keep throwing money at them. Even if they're 40 years old, they stink, they're narcissists, and they want to hang your organization out to dry every offseason. Green Bay. So, like, (laughs) it is what it is. Yeah, do you think it's personal? Of course. It's it's business, and it's personal. And it's over. And we'll see how many picks and players they can get for him, and we'll see if they turn those picks into good players, because that hasn't happened with this GM very often. And That'll be that. Um, but no, this is there, there's no putting the toothpaste back in the bottle. There's no, you know, there, there's no making this work. Okay, um, that's what I thought. He's going to get tagged and he's going to get traded. Yes. And I suspect yes. it happens sooner rather than later because yes. once you tag him, he doesn't have to. He doesn't get paid till week one next year, so he has no motivation to be around your building for anything. And you can't find him. He just doesn't sign the contract. So he, again, that's not anything he's doing. That's the rules that were collectively bargained for him while he was in middle school. So, yeah.
0: it's good to know. Plug your radio show for us.
6: Oh, we'll be talking about this plenty. Uh, <laughs> two to six <laughs> yep. every weekday from now until they trade Lamar Jackson again. I think probably right around the combine. Um, late next month. Uh, yeah, playoffs all that good stuff. He's a rare um, talent.
0: This is so crazy.
6: Yeah, it doesn't get to this point very mm-hmm. often, but no, no. they missed their sweet spot. Um, but our sweet spot is two to six weekdays on 1057 The Fan. You can listen on the Odyssey app, www.1057thefan.com.
0: Tremendous. Have a great weekend, guys. You too, Jason. Thank you. Jason It is just the best. He's just the best. We'll take a break. Uh, maybe Carville. It's always 50 50. (laughs) Jeff Ma, though. We can depend on Jeff Ma. I'm Tony Kornheiser.
5: I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast.
0: The singer here is Tony DeNikos, the song is called The Loner, and once again we're going to plug Ronnie Newmyer's band tonight, January 13th, Friday night, tonight at the Birchmere. Ronnie is doing a tribute to two albums that he knows we are fond of at this show, Moondance by Van Morrison and the Wild, the Innocent, and the East Street Shuffle, which I believe is Liz
3: Clark's favorite album from Bruce Springsteen. I think think you're correct, yes.
0: Did you know Springsteen's first two albums, both were released 50 years ago in 1973? I am old. God, I am old. This is Tony Denaikos, who just won the silver prize in the Mid-Atlantic Song Contest. It's called The Loner, off his Gravity Wins album. And again, go tonight to the Birchmere. You can get in there, and you can watch the tributes to Van Morrison, and to Bruce Springsteen by Ronnie Neumeyer and his band. Uh, Michael, if people want to send in their original music, or Ronnie wants to send it in, how they do it. Send us your music by emailing it to jingles at TonyCornizershow.com. James Carville joins us now. James had no exotic bets last week. James had no triple plays, no quintuple plays. James did a straight uh, seven-game card and was four and three. Was four and three. And his record is 65-38-3. That's over a hundred games bet, and he's going at 68 percent. He is killing it. You're doing so great. Makes me so happy. You feel good about yourself? I do. I,
7: I got to say, this year has been such so much fun. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie about it. it, it, it it's a blast because every you know. You and I have been doing this for a long time. Yep. Like sports betting has become everybody in the world. Who you got? Who you like? Who, you know, it, It's become America's pastime,
0: is sports betting. <laughs> and you're doing great. What do you got for us this week? All right, we're we're
7: going to throw a lot of spaghetti at the wall.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, I see
7: the uh, uh, Seattle 49ers game. Yes. Uh, I see nine and a half. Nine and
0: a half. Seattle plus nine and a half.
7: Nine and a half make you laugh. i go with the 49ers.
6: Okay. Seattle's
7: healthier. I'm not a I'm not a, a look. you in for a penny, you in for a pound. So I'm in for a penny, so I'm in for a pound. I gotta take the forty dollars.
0: Okay. Okay. What else? Uh, San Diego
7: Chargers playing the Jaguars. Yeah. Jaguars one and a half.
0: One and a half.
7: Plus one and a half, right? They are plus one and a half. Yes. The
0: Chargers are a road favorite, yes.
7: The Chargers are the Los Angeles Angels. They they look good on paper. Right, every time, goddamn, this team's going to be good. It, 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 I think Chargers have good-looking uniforms, beautiful, and beautiful. But I, I think Jaguars, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a, a, a top-tier NFL quarterback.
0: So you will take Jacksonville. I'll take Jacksonville. Okay, what else? Uh,
7: then we got uh, the Dolphins go to Buffalo.
0: Miami plus nine
3: at the moment. Uh, no, no, buffalo. it's, it's actually shit. Yes. Plus.
7: Buffalo. Buffalo. You get it at nine. Buffalo.
3: Buffalo. <laughs> okay, I'm giving it to you at nine. Uh, the, the actual line is 13 and a half now. Oh, really?
5: Oh, well, Chuck Todd. Yeah, Ch-
3: yeah Chuck got it at nine. Uh, Chuck got it yeah. at nine.
0: So we're giving it to James at nine. Yes. Buffalo. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Uh,
7: all right. The Jinx. Yep. The Vikings. Now, this is the person that last week said that I thought Georgia was overrated. <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. You may, have been, you may have been slightly askew on that one. That was only 65-7.
7: Well, I have the impeccable logic of they beat Ohio State by one. Right. All right. And, you know,
0: TCU
7: barely beat Michigan, and Michigan beat Ohio State, ergo, I'm broke.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Ergo, I'm broke. Right.
7: I can't believe I'm 78 years old and still engaging in that kind of logic and mentality. But I did. I'll, I'll acknowledge it. All right? All right. My friends in charge have never let me, and I got a lot of them, never let me live this down. Right?
0: You got the Giants <laughs> or Minnesota? Right. And we got the Bing, the Ravens and the Bengals. Wait, wait, wait. Who you, who you got in this game? Giants or <laughs> yeah, Minnesota? Minnesota giving three. Oh, geez, geez. Okay, you're taking plus taking three. three. <laughs> Giants plus three. Okay.
7: Tony, I'm, funny, I'm old. I forget. I started a sentence. You know these papers all screaming about Biden? You know what happened? What? He forgot about him.
0: <laughs> well, I, I understand that, but <laughs> Merrick, I understand Garland, that? Merrick Garland had to do that. He had said, to do that. No question.
7: Everybody in America says, that do man forgot where you where put them. <laughs> like, yeah. I forget my car keys." All right? <laughs> right.
0: Yeah, they're usually in the refrigerator.
7: Okay, I forget the game I'm betting I get so it's the Ravens at the Bengals. All right, I would say this: have a good the national media, or whatever that is. You know, whatever they think about Joe Bart, they have not gotten to the right place yet. And the right place is is he's destined to become one of the greatest. NFL quarterbacks of all time. They're, it is. You know, the,
0: yeah. The Bengals. It is very possible that when it's all said and done, that Burrow to Jamar Chase is up there with Montana to Rice. It's possible. Absolutely. Right? So you'll take them. Well, they don't even have a quarterback, Baltimore. They don't have anybody. So you're going to take know, yeah. Cincinnati.
7: Yeah. It, it, but but I, I just think Burrow, you know, of course, is shaped by my 2019 LSU season. I, I, I was talking to him
0: if they had third night, you didn't give a
7: you knew he was gonna make it. Yeah, Jepel
0: didn't go up two beats. He can do it. No, he's still, no, he's he very the same thing in the pros. He's very very good. Okay, you got one more game, Dallas Tampa Bay. Uh, yeah, uh, Dallas is
7: maybe the most overrated franchise on the field in sports.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah,
7: and I I don't think. You know, Bill Parcell says your record is what you says you are. Yep. Well, the record this year is good. The record, record in, in playoff games is not so good. I'm, I'm
0: going to go with the home team. Yeah. You go know, Tampa Bay. And uh, you're, you're going to yeah. get two and a half. Yeah, two and a half. You're going to get two and a half. I need them. Oh, you like going to get them. them. So. I like points. I'm not scared of <laughs> them. It's I'm, a I'm, pleasure.
7: I've always depended on kindness of strangers. And
0: Thank you, nice. Tennessee <laughs> Carville. <laughs> Thank you for that. How many times have we seen that play? That's a great play. Thank you, James. Best right, to everybody. Man. James that. And throwing yeah. a little blanch in there. Fantastic. Only cursed twice that we know. Three times. let see if Nigel, <laughs> Nigel can find the so ball. <laughs> so you're not gonna hear us. <laughs> he we're gonna do it. Me. We're gonna do it. He is uh, he's fabulous. It it's thrilling to me that I mean, you gotta be probably in your forties to remember that James Carville was the driving force behind Bill Clinton, when Bill Clinton announced that he was going to be president, when he was running for president, when he was a governor of Arkansas, it was greeted in the United States of America with not even a yawn. Nobody knew who he was. And then a year and a half later, he's president of the United States and Carville and Stephanopoulos are they're driving the bus. Yes. They're driving the bus. Do yes. we have Jeff Ma? We do indeed. Jeff was 3-1 and one last week, a good week for Jeff, and he had the national championship game right as opposed to Carville. He is 49-37-1, so you're making money. You're making money with Jeff Ma. Jeff, what do you like this week? And is there it, – wild cards, it's a very odd circumstance because every one of these matchups has been played already this season – does that figure in to the betting, and would you say that's overrated or underrated?
4: Uh, I think it's probably overrated. Um, I mean, I think people tend to look for patterns and past history that it's like human nature, right? We all look for sort of patterns that we think can predict the future, and they're not incredibly predictive oftentimes. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I actually think it's overrated. Okay.
0: All right. What have you got for us?
4: Um, I'm actually going to, you know, try to put myself on a level playing field with Chuck Todd and, and try to pick all the games for us this week.
0: Fantastic.
4: Yeah. So, although um,
0: Chuck had to pick, what did he pick? He picked Baltimore over Cincinnati. But uh, Lamar Jackson's out. I mean, it's just there's <laughs> right. zero
4: chance on that.
0: Okay. What do you got on Seattle San
3: Francisco?
4: Uh, I'm gonna. What do you guys have us line?
3: We have San Fran giving 10, actually. I think we gave it to Carville at nine, nine, nine and, and a half. half. Yeah. Because we gave it to Chuck at nine and a half. Yeah, so, so it's... We'll offer that to you as well. We'll they offer all, that They to. all
4: pick San Francisco, I assume.
3: Yeah. Yes.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to take Seattle, and this is actually a game where um, I think the overall metrics are, are clear towards Seattle, and this, where Seattle shouldn't be giving, shouldn't be getting nearly 10 points. I mean, the the... Theory here, right, is a little bit in looking at patterns where um, Seattle hasn't been able to score at all against the San Francisco team. Um, and so, that, you know, you're, you're getting sort of that bonus for there. But San Francisco still has a first-year quarterback in his first playoff game. And, yes. You know, um, I think, while I think they are definitely a favorite to make to the Super Bowl and maybe even win the Super Bowl, I just think 10 points is too many here. So I'll take Seattle plus the 10. We will give
0: you 10. All right, what about the Chargers?
4: Chargers. So the Chargers, Jacksonville is an interesting game where it, you know it's opened at one and a half, went down at even, is now up to two and a half and may even climb higher. I actually like Jacksonville in this game. Um, I think they are at home. I think Doug Peterson's a better coach than Staley. I think he'll have them better prepared. I think their offense is better than Jacksonville. I mean, better than the Chargers. I think you're looking at a situation where People see Herbert and see what they believe the Chargers should be versus what they really are. Um, and yeah, I definitely I like Jackson. I mean, I, the I don't know if you guys saw the statement about Herbert about that Staley made about Mike Williams not needing to practice this week because he doesn't need reps. Well, maybe he didn't need reps last week in a meaningless game that got him injured. So um, you know, this this wasn't a smart move by the Chargers to play as many. You know, starters for as long as they did last week. And I think that actually will come back and hurt them here. Um, So I like Jacksonville as the underdog.
0: Okay. Miami Tua is out. This thing opened at nine, but I don't know what it is now. It's got to be a lot more. 13.5 now. now. What do you like?
4: I just have to take Miami plus the 13.5 and have to believe McDaniel's smart enough to make something work offensively. Um, You know, I mean, we're looking at Skylar Thompson and you know, thinking a lot about what he did last week against the Jets, but um, the Jets do have a good defense, um, and hopefully he will come up with something to get the ball in the hands of his playmakers, Waddle and, and Hill, to, to make plays. So I'll take Miami plus the 13-and-a-half.
0: Okay. Giants?
4: I'm going to take Minnesota minus the three. Um, I just think it's a situation where they're the home team, um, you know, although they've really been documented as a very overrated team again sometimes in these spots where these teams are so quote-unquote overrated they become a little bit underrated and I'll take Miami minus the three
0: I you know Minnesota Minnesota. I feel that same way I feel that I I hate Minnesota I do I hate them I would never trust them to get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl but I think they have this one game in them sure and I think they're going to win I do think they're going to win and win pretty big actually all right Baltimore Cincinnati and Lamar Jackson out
4: yeah, I'm gonna take Baltimore plus the nine and a half. It <clears throat> the line is, is inflated. I mean last week I think everyone's looking at last week and the situation and that line went up to I think eleven or twelve with Anthony Brown clearly the starter. But it wasn't just that Anthony Brown was the starter last week when his line goes so high. It was very clear that Baltimore wasn't gonna to try to show anything and wasn't really even gonna try that hard, but yet they still played a somewhat, you know, I'm it was a it was a double digit win but for Cincinnati, but Baltimore turned the ball over a bunch with Brown and had situations and was in position to cover that game. And I think as long as Huntley plays and is somewhat healthy, I mean they say he's had tendonitis and he's having trouble throwing. Um, I like them plus the nine and a half. I do you think this is a bit of an inflated line.
0: Okay. And the last game is Dallas Tampa Bay.
4: Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, I think we all saw Dallas last week and it was not impressive brutal um, <laughs> brutal yeah it was it was really ugly and uh, um, but now they're on the road against Tampa Tampa's as healthy as they've been all year I'm going to take Tampa plus the two and a half um, maybe goes up to three at game time probably unlikely it opened at three and got bit down pretty quickly to, to two and a half but I'm going to take the home dog um, here in a situation where um, you know it's, it's it's McCarthy, it's, you know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just think there's another doubt Dallas- here. Dallas is clearly a better team and more talented, but at home getting two and a half, um, I'm going to take Tampa.
0: I think that if, if the Chargers lose, I'm not certain that the coach is fired, although he could be. But I think if the Cowboys lose this game in Tampa, I, I think Mike McCarthy will be fired. What do you think?
4: I don't know. Jerry's pretty dug in on this McCarthy thing. He's 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 been that way for whatever reason. I don't know if McCarthy has pictures of him or something, but yeah. this is like a situation where, I mean, he, in my mind, it, it seems clear that he should move on from McCarthy personally. Yeah. But I've never thought much of him as coach, although he's won a Super Bowl. He so. has, yeah. He has. I mean, I, I, again, like you have to point the finger somewhere, and there certainly seems like McCarthy would be the place to point it. Huh.
0: That's the interesting thing, what's going to happen next Tuesday with all of these guys. Thank you, Jeff. By by the way, as you well know, you went against Chuck Todd in six of the seven games.
4: Oh, really?
0: Yeah, six of the seven. I was keeping track. I did
4: not know that, but that's... that's there's a, well, there's only six games, Tony, so it couldn't have been six Oh, five well.
0: of the six. Five of the six. The only one you agreed with him is he took Baltimore as well. He went the right, other way.
4: well, it's the showdown between the political pundit and whatever i am
0: (laughs) thank you jeff bye tony jeff mob boys and girls we will come back with email and jingle i'm tony kornheiser
5: check out our new nba show beyond the arc part of the cbs sports podcast network where you can find me john gonzalez nba insider bill Ryder, and ashley nicole moss five days a week talking all things nba whether you're looking for insightful discussions upbeat commentary breaking news interviews or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA our new show is the place to be five days a week download and follow beyond the arc on apple podcasts spotify and wherever you get your favorite podcasts you're listening to the tony kornheiser show
0: speaking of ronnie newmeyer this is ronnie newmeyer and tom lofton again. the Birchmere tonight
2: Here comes Tony's Mailbag, got your emails, faxes, and your notes. Here comes Tony's Mailbag, gonna read some.
3: You want to do the Bethesda Bagel ad for us? Yes, Bethesda Bagels. We love them. You will as well. Just go to com for the location in the D.C. area nearest you. Then pop on in and you'll be thrilled. That's it for us today. Before we get to the mailbag,
0: let me just say I want to rock your gypsy soul just like way back in the days of old. And together we will float into the mystic. That's Van Morrison and his music. Um, not that song necessarily. I don't know that that's on Moondance. Maybe it's on Moondance. But Van check. Morrison's songs will be... Highlighted tonight along with Bruce Springsteen's at
1: the birch you went outside this morning about 5 a.m Saturday report you could it was into the mystic type of weather. Yeah, it was Felt like a summer storm foggy and rainy and Thundery ish
0: Everything is when ish. shall we three meet again into the
3: mystic on on that album. There yeah, come go. running moon dance everyone And, there, stone you me, and, and thunder. The there you go Thanks to our guests today. Jason lock
0: and for uh, James Carville Jeff Ma Thanks to our sponsor trade coffee. Remember you can listen to us on Apple
1: Podcasts, Spotify Google Play and Odyssey. If you get the show through Apple, please leave us a review. Uh, TK Nerve is still active at johnnyo.com. I don't think you can double it up with some of their other sale items, but uh, go check out the website and try and dress like Steve Young. Yeah, Yeah. Steve Young... (laughs) Got a big box of Looked that. He's good. so happy. Well, he's about yeah. to get another box. So <laughs> The happy. founder took notice. You know, <laughs> so
0: happy. From Mark Elliott in Prospect, Kentucky. Did you take a crust of bread to nosh on when you went to see the Pointer Sisters? And what inning did you leave? State for all it's, of it. it's
1: still my favorite memory of that 2019 run. Long t- The crust of bread? The look on your face when you, you share that you had a crust of bread.
0: <laughs> um, Mike from Burke. Now in Charlottesville. Haven't heard from him in a while. I could not let this sentence from you uttered on Monday's pod go unquestioned. You said in the context of the Camp Kiuma memories discussion, I always thought I could be a good water skier. Now then, <laughs> let's recap. Mm. You can't swim <laughs> except for a desperate breaststroke-ish dog paddle to avoid drowning. Sure. You have previously mentioned that you've never skied. I'm doubtful about your water skiing potential, but I suppose we will never know. Best wishes from the land of retirement. From Bobby Gosper. Aspirational. While it's it was aspirational. while it's true you don't have to be an elected official to be House Speaker, I think you should set your sights on a different job. Did you know that you don't have to be a lawyer to be appointed a Supreme Court Justice? Ooh. I think you should throw your hat in the ring next time there's an opening. Justice Kornheiser has a nice ring to it, don't you think? Yes. You could run the courtroom like Hot Bench. Nine justices, <laughs> nine opinions, one verdict. Hot SCOTUS. From Aaron Lieber. Uh, let your Tel Aviv listeners know, traffic in and out of the Festigal. kids' winter song spectacular was apocalyptic. Clearly, <laughs> Moses should have led our side of the street to Galena, Ohio instead. <laughs> it's funny. From Michael Franchak uh, about the D.C. Burger King being closed. says the uh, owner, Mark James, said in 2018 the site was too expensive to run. I guess Mr. James tried to recoup the high operating costs with higher (laughs) prices, at least for Mr. Tony. From Will Calicott in Aiken, South Carolina. I have been to Aiken, South Carolina. It is on the way to Augusta, Georgia. My daughter and her husband came to visit the day after Christmas. And good hosts that we are, we offered them sandwiches for lunch. My daughter began removing condiments from the refrigerator and noted quite correctly, expired, expired, <laughs> expired. That sounds like my wife. It's not a David Aldrich moment, but it's something. From Jeff Barger in Hillsboro, North Carolina. Now that Dan Byrne has created songs about Victor Wembanyama and Killian Mbappe, will he finish the French athlete trilogy with a song about Jean-Claude Killet? We can hope. Maybe. From Jeff Steiner in Coldplay, not Coldplay, but Coplay, Pennsylvania. Since we seem to be playing the birthday game, I would like to submit my birthday of 11 18 I know it's nothing special, but I thought I could finally have an email read by the great Tony, <laughs> as it is a legitimate birthday and I have no life. Okay. Uh, Papa Thiam uh, writes us. On an early summer evening while home from college, I returned to my parents' house after playing a couple of hours of tennis. I'd missed dinner and went to retrieve my plate in the kitchen, some rice and a couple of pieces of chicken, hmm. which I left on the dinner table when I went to wash my hands. Upon my return, my dinner was down to the same amount of rice and just one piece of chicken. Hungry and unamused, I marched into my mother's bedroom to complain about her thieving ways. That was over a quarter century ago, and I can't remember why she was the primary suspect. (laughs) I remember that my father wasn't home yet, and I suppose that my siblings had gone out after dinner. My mother was even less amused than I was by my accusation and invited me to immediately get out of her room. <laughs> when I returned to the dining room, my meal was down to just the rice. At that point, about as angry as I was, confused, I heard a crunching sound coming from outside on the deck where I found Lady, my non-masculine rot finishing a chicken leg. I now had the who, but it was a few more months before I figured out the how, as she was barely tall enough to get her snout to the tabletop. My parents were hosting some friends and family for a New Year's Eve dinner a few months later, and I was home again for the holidays. Everyone was out on the deck enjoying cocktails when the turkey was placed on the dinner table inside. As I was coming out of my room with a direct line of sight to the dining room at the end of the hallway, I saw a lady standing on a chair with her front paws on the table, delicately delicately pulling a leg off the turkey. Good job, lady. As our eyes met, she realized her predicament, and we both started running at the same time. She likes dark meat. She ran through the guest to the back of the deck, where I found her curled up. On, a, on the floor beating. <laughs> Unbelievably, that little thief managed to make me feel like the bad guy. From Jonathan Hills, or Hillis, rather. From Berkshire, New York, north of Binghamton, south of Cortland. Small town. A few years ago, my three-year-old fawn-colored Great Dane named Alice. 130 pounds, 35 inches high ate 18 chocolate cupcakes and two 9-inch chocolate round cakes, while the person I'm related to by marriage and our four daughters were out running errands preparing for a birthday party. To our tremendous surprise, for a dog that certainly could counter surf but never did, ended up eating most of the birthday desserts and never missed a beat. That was the one and only time Dallas ever ate human food. Hmm. Wow. Too bad dogs can't talk. Would love to know why. Now we have two golden doodles, Hazel and Shiloh, and nothing to report yet. From Eric Gawler in Silver Spring, Maryland, on October 24th, 1992, the woman to whom I've been related by marriage for 27 years and I went on our first date to see none other than Glengarry Glen Ross. Why she has stayed with me after that rollicking fun festival (laughs) flick is beyond me, but that is much to my benefit. And that is the reason enough to remember the film. Our first dog, Shiva, or Shiva, but probably Shiva, Shiva maybe. Shiva, the goddess of death? Shiva, yeah. A rescue English pointer ate multiple TV remotes. And slippers. <laughs> our second dog, Roman, countersurfed for sticks of butter. Our current dog, Moby, despite being a grade-A unparalleled chewer for whom no stuffed toy lasts more than five minutes, leaves our household goods alone. Aside from occasional toy fluff or plastic shards, I can't recall any ribbon, strings, or rope dangling from anywhere. Fortunate for us. Oh, and so we'll do one more. We'll do Steve the Sycophant. Okay. Okay. The uh, stories of unusual pet meals reminded me of a long-ago neighbor's cat. She had a big tomcat, weighing about 20 pounds, who went by the name of Bradley. He had a passion for candy, so his owner made sure to keep any sweets in the apartment locked up. One afternoon, while I was helping her carry in some groceries, she let out a scream. Bradley was lying on the kitchen floor with a hugely distended abdomen. Beside him, this is what happened to the Puna. This is the Puna. Beside him was an open Tupperware container which had previously contained at least two pounds of peppermints. Bradley looked at us, opened his mouth, and let loose a peppermint-scented belch which rattled the windows. This was followed for several days by peppermint excretions from another orifice. No ribbons involved. Bradley did recover. But from that point on, according to his owner, lost all interest in candy. (laughs) I was very impressed by Bradley's abilities needing on several occasions to use pliers to open up recalcitrant Tupperware. Keep on potting, Steve the Sycophant. If you're out on your bike tight, everyone, as always, do wear white.
5: Look Look at the Michigan, man. Look at the
3: Michigan, man.
5: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Get up and get yourself together. Get up party
2: To be a loner, I kept it to myself. But lately I have found a need to lean on someone else. Searching for a person, still I'm on my own. I used to be a loner, now I'm just alone. I had a friend in Clarksville, she came by from time to time, she swore that I was crazy, never paid her any money, I went to go see my friend and they tell me she's all gone, I had a friend in Clarksville, now I'm just alone. Telling myself I ought to know better than to give it all away in a tune. For better or for worse, I'd sing another verse, but the song ended too. Be a dreamer, I'd keep the world at bay. But it seems to me reality blew my dreams away. Searching for a reason, and still I wonder why. Oh, I used to be a dreamer, I watched all my dreams die, telling myself. Life ought to be better than just talking to the man on the moon. He don't really listen, just perpetually glistens and the nights are getting blacker than blue.